0: Like every single time I've tried to plan for anything, it's never worked. It's just a matter of going with opportunities as they arise and and doing things that maybe make you a little uncomfortable, but you just know are right. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hey, all right, friends. It is a lovely, pretty warm day here on the West Coast. Thank you for joining me again. It is 106 degrees right now. And uh, if you're fluent in metric, that's somewhere around 41, I think. It's been unusually hot in this part of the world. That is, gosh, maybe has happened before. I don't even know if that's happened before, since records were kept. Anyways, it's been warm. Uh, One might even say it is a heat wave. And I am sitting out here in the shade. It is still pretty warm in the shade. But... Got some nice cold drinks here, sitting in my shorts, sitting on the grass, and I'm okay. But I know there is a significant percentage of the population who might be melting like the Wicked Witch of the West uh, with the temperature being this hot. We'll see. But what I wanted to talk about today was, uh, well, share about the heat wave and also just share some tips and ways that you can stay cool. And especially if you're heading out into the wilderness or into the backcountry, outdoors on an adventure how you can be aware of some of the signs and symptoms of heat illness and also was going to share a story from a ways back when i actually moved to las vegas and i lived in lost wages nevada in the summertime it was interesting but why don't we start with some tips and stuff and then i will go into a little bit of that story because it was pretty warm that summer. So it's hot, and a lot of people do some of these things naturally or you're drawn to do them, but never hurts. Just go through it. In the middle of a heat wave in the middle of the summer, it can be very different if you're in the urban heat island of a metropolitan area versus if you're out in the backcountry or if you're out on the water. Generally speaking, the conditions in forests tend to be hmm, it tends to be easier for fires to start and that is something to be aware of is hey hot and dry conditions uh it can be like stuff can just go up like a tinderbox and you can be doing something like a baby's gender reveal and shoot off firecrackers and start a giant forest fire please don't do that But something to be aware of if you are traveling around anywhere in the summer, anywhere where it's hot, is uh, that potential for a forest fire. Now, that out of the way, uh, here are some tips and tricks if you are getting hot or if you still want to get outside even when it is hot. The first thing would be to be active in the early or cool parts of the day. That is a great strategy. Perhaps that means you get up at five o'clock and go for a run or go for a bike ride, go for a hike, go for a swim. Uh, Perhaps that means once it gets dark, oh, there's a dragonfly hanging out here. Hey, buddy. Uh, Perhaps that means once it gets dark and it's still, temperatures are still in the 20s or the 80s, you go out and go for your walk or go for your bike ride or go do whatever rather than attempting to do it right now when uh, it's, there are some dangers to it. You can do it, but there's a lot of things to be aware of. So being active in the cool parts of the day, oftentimes when people are traveling in the desert or if we look back at some of the ancestral or historical (laughs) mentions, that was when people moved. You tended to hunker down during the day and then became active in the evening. Having lived in Las Vegas, this is a thing in the summertime. It's busy in the middle of the day, but there's also a ton of stuff that goes on all night. I actually found it was quite nice to head out for a walk at 11 or or midnight even some days if I stayed up late and uh, shorts and a t-shirt because it's warm. But anyway, the next one would be uh, seek the shade. So you know, for me here on the wet coast, there is a lot of trees, there's a lot of forest with hiking trails with biking trails with multi use trails. And that's a great way to still be able to stay active and to be out of the or be out of some of the sun that you might be in. The direct sun can be very different from walking through the shade. Even just sitting here right now as I'm recording this, there is a huge temperature, a noticeable temperature difference, can't say huge, noticeable temperature difference between the grass and the sun and where I am in the shade. And there's even a little bit of a breeze kicking up. It's a warm breeze, but that's okay. So seek out shade if you're going to do something, whether that's go to a park for a picnic to just get out of the apartment, Whether that's go for a hike, go for a run, whatever you're doing, that can be a strategy. Uh, Hydrate. And mm, the best way to do this is to drink water to avoid caffeine because you want to not dilute anything. You want to... They're diuretic so you can actually lose more water you can become more dehydrated by drinking caffeine and alcohol so if you can stick away from those tasty as they might be on a hot summer's day uh, your body will thank you but drinking water you might want to add some electrolytes or some minerals especially salt Turns out if you actually just drink a lot of water and don't have any electrolytes, you can actually put yourself into a hyponatremic state, which basically means you don't have enough salt, and that can actually be worse than being dehydrated. But that's another story. I'm going to throw a link to uh, some wilderness medicine articles here that talk about some of the different signs and symptoms of heat illnesses and the treatments for them. If you are going to go out and be active in weather like this. It can help to wear loose-fitting clothing and wear clothing that's light-colored. That tends to keep you cooler than dark-colored clothing would be. Uh, And if it's loose, it can allow convection and evaporation to take place. If you're sweating, you can get a bit of evaporation. I know I did my run a little bit later than I wanted to this morning, and by the time I came back where my run vest goes over My muscle shirt, it was completely soaked. My shirt was soaked and dripping. My shorts were pretty dang near soaked and dripping. And I didn't think I was out for that long. It just got quite hot and humid. Very, it warmed up a lot when I was out there. Uh, It would have been a much better strategy to go out early. If you are going to go out and exercise in weather like this, it can be, or it is important to uh, be cautious, to know what your body can handle. It can take a while to acclimatize or acclimate to the heat. So if you're somewhere that doesn't tend to see heat like this, such as where I am, it may not be the best idea to go for a run at noon in a pair of shorts and a tank top. You may want to wait until later. But once temperature gets above around 30, around 90 seems to be what some of the literature is saying or if the humidity is over 70%, then it can be quite a challenge to actually lose heat through sweating, through evaporation, and through radiation. So you may have noticed this. If you are active in any, in any season, you definitely get warmer when you, when you exercise, and there's a lot a lot to be said for the old or the common saying, be bold, start cold, because you'll warm up as you're out on the trail, as you get into your run, as you get into your ride. And that's definitely true. And even more so in the summer, or when it's hot, you're already starting at a certain temperature and you're, the environmental conditions you're entering into are just going to get hotter and hotter. So beware Take some baby steps into it, maybe go for a walk the first day, go for a jog the second day, go for a short hike, or go to a hike that's got a lake or a river or a creek where you can relax in. I know I was checking out some friends' runs this morning, and a lot of them, we're fortunate that right now there's a lot of snowmelt going on, so you could go for a hike or a run on many trails, and there's creeks that are running there, so you could stop and stick your head in the water. You could stop and refill a water bottle. You could stop, give your dog a drink. You could stop and soak your clothing or soak your bandana. That is a lot of a lot of ways to try and mitigate this, and also to still take the caution that you feel is best for you. Can only provide advice, and everyone has a different perspective on what's hot, what's too hot, what's too cold, etc., etc. What else can we do? Uh, we can be near water. Now, out here where I am, there is this huge body of water called the pacific and there's all kind of channels and inlets and fjords uh it's not that difficult to get somewhere with public access to the water to hop on a paddleboard into a kayak to just go to a beach and relax or go into the water There are often or there's a lot of lakes around here as well some are swimmable some are not but uh, they are sources of water and sources of water they offer you if <laughs> Some of them, you need to treat the water. I guess most would say you should treat water from most places that you drink, but there's water that's there. It's generally cool. Usually around bodies of water, there's some amount of shade and trees and vegetation, and you also can jump in and cool yourself off. going to share a tip and trick I'm using right now, as I said here, is I've actually got a little uh, five-gallon wine bucket, and I fill it up with water, and I am standing in it because it's a great way to cool down. I'm not going to take a sip of my water while I'm recording this, but I've got my feet in the water. So that's also helping me to absorb some water. All right. I think that about wraps up what I was going to say. Oh, right. The issues and things that can come up. There are a number. Generally speaking, if you don't, if you start to not feel good for any reason, remove yourself from the heat, Uh, find some shade, rest, lay down, have a drink, Get some water on the back of your neck or wash your face. I found for me, just splashing my face with water does a heck of a lot more than, than a lot of other things can do just to help me immediately feel better. Uh, I often frequently and currently am wearing a, I don't know that it's cotton. It's a bandito uh, bandana thing, but I just soak that all the time. or pretty frequently and then that evaporates out, keeps my head cool. Sometimes there are a hat over top of it. I miss my long hair because I would just go and soak that and then let it air dry, and that felt glorious. But yeah, generally, you know, if you you are feeling not great, just get out of the heat, get into a cool environment, and have some fluids. And again, we want to avoid anything like caffeine or alcohol. Water, water with some minerals or electrolytes could be great. I'm going to just throw this link to the Knowles website into the show notes because there's a lot of great information there about the signs and symptoms of heat stroke and heat exhaustion, um, heart rate, respiratory rate, uh, signs of shock, skin temperature and things. It's important though, if, if you start not feeling good, you start noticing someone that you are with is not feeling good, whether that's you're going for a walk with, with some friends from a parking lot to the mall or whether you're out on a hiking trail or you're out canoeing or anything where you're in the heat, if you start to notice something, please say something and pay attention to their mental status. It can, it can make a big difference to be cognizant and aware of things that can happen, especially with younger people and especially with older people. Small children in the heat can just very abruptly go from being okay to not being okay. So keep an eye on them make sure they're drinking and they're staying near water as well. Okay, now on to the fun part, because I mentioned at the beginning, I used to live in Lost Wages, Nevada. And somehow I got to thinking about this last night. Oh, that's what it was. I It was really hot. And I was like, the last time that I was some, lived somewhere like this, when it was this hot, at this time of day was Las Vegas. There's other places I lived that were similar, but that, that was the big one, moving from the West Coast with a lot of water, a lot of trees, green somewhere year round, kind of damp, humidity. And then I went to Las Vegas, which is a colossal metropolitan area surrounded by the desert. It is hot, it is windy, it is dry. And there is blacktop
1: everywhere.
0: So it's a little bit of a change for me to move there To at the time that I did. So to start school in June, that was, that was interesting. And some of the strategies that I shared are some of the strategies that I used for myself years ago before I got into anything or before I made outdoors as much of a focus in my life as it is now. And uh, I lived in an apartment. We had air conditioning. We didn't use it very much. I had an air conditioned weight room or fitness room. So I would get up super early and go in there and actually watch the tour de France because it came on super early in the morning. And I watched Lance Armstrong win some of his, one of his titles. I forget which one. And we don't even need to go into that, but that's what I was doing uh, because it was nice and cool in there. And then I'd come out, have a shower, do some homework, go to school. Come back, but I walked everywhere. I live very close to campus. And I did not have a vehicle. And at that time I thought, hey, I'll just ride the bus. The bus where I'm from kind of is kind of reliable and pretty frequent. And um yeah, that didn't work so well when I was there. So I ended up walking everywhere because it's actually faster for me to walk you could argue more or less dangerous, depending on <laughs> what your perspectives are. Uh, but I walked and it was actually a really interesting experience because you didn't see very many people out there walking the occasional person walking to or from work in their casino uniform or their, um, you know, to tour- clearly tourist outfit. Uh, but generally it was me and I'd have my board shorts on, I'd have a tanked up on. I got a great big hat to wear, a cowboy hat, a black one. It was pretty awesome. I thought, and I would just walk I'd have my backpack on and I'd walk a mile, mile and a half, two miles, even in one direction to go to a grocery store, or I'd walk about the same in the other direction to go to a grocery store. I kind of walked all over. Cause that, that was my main mode of transportation was the heel toe express. But it was a good experience for me because I very rapidly got used to the heat and I was really familiar and I pay attention to how my body feels in different situations. So with this heat that we were experiencing here right now, and maybe you're experiencing where you are, I have a reference point for what I had experienced. And I thought back to all the things that I did. I Before I was preparing to go out and walk to the grocery store and... For me, the times that I had to go and do my life management, my classes were in the evening, so I had the daytime when it's hot. Uh, i just get my backpack, I'd throw in two big bottles of water, make sure that I had a bunch of ice, or as much ice as I could fit into them, because it would melt. And then I'd walk, and I'd stop and have a drink. Then I'd get to the store, I'd do my shopping, put all the stuff in, And if they had a water fountain, I would fill up my water at the water fountain, take a couple of big swigs, or more than a couple of big swigs, and then walk back. Blacktop is freaking hot in the summer, especially when it gets to be July in Vegas, and it's 116, 40, whatever, five. Maybe that's approaching 50, metric system. But that that was what gave me a big reference point. So being around here, hasn't been as big of an issue, but that's not to say it's not because these temperatures are very unusual at any point for this part of the world, let alone before we've even hit July. This is a maybe potentially an August type of thing, so a little bit a little bit different and a little bit unusual, but there we have it. Anyways, I got quite used to walking around everywhere to, knowing what to wear, what not to wear. And then I'd get home and sometimes hop back into a cold shower and cool off. Sometimes just go and sit and just put the fan on me. Like I said, we tried not to use the air conditioning very much unless it was necessary, which didn't really happen until my roommate was home. So I never put it on during the day, but I had a fan blowing at my face the whole time. I had a little spray bottle I'd missed myself with, and I just went, Homework, fridge, water. Homework, fridge, water. Bathroom. Uh, that worked for me, but that may not work for everybody. So that was that. Um, it was different, but hey, it was a it was a good experience, and it definitely gave me a different res- reference point and different perspective for some of the heat things that can happen and can pop up in in different situations one has. Uh, to share another short little story there, the boss course that I took uh, in the Utah desert was the last week of June and the first week of July. And again, temperatures were into the hundreds or the the high 30s, low 40s Celsius at that point. Uh, got cool at night, but that is hot. So you're definitely moving around, taking advantage of shade, uh, paying attention to how everybody's feeling. So just wanted to share some tips and things for people who may be experiencing the heat wave as we come into summer. I also know there's a lot more people that are in outdoor or pursuing outdoor recreational opportunities. Now, there's a lot of places that still have anything indoors is closed. So there are more people out on trails, there are more people out on boats, more people with paddle boards, more people pushing further into the backcountry. So these are things that you may encounter as it gets hotter and more people are out there there may be more people with less experience uh, with thermoregulation or managing body heat as well as with less total outdoor experience so it's just something to be aware of that hey you may it may be important to know some of these signs signs of heat illness uh, for yourself, for your children, for your friends, for your partners, or for people you may come across on the trail. As one thing I'll mention before I wrap up is I always carry extra water when I am carrying a backpack in on any type of trail. I carry a significant amount of water anyway, but there is always an extra bottle in my pack, usually a 32 ounce or a one liter bottle sometimes it's electrolyte, sometimes not but that's always there i have a filter kit that i keep in that pack as well and i on multiple occasions have given water to people who were completely out and i know there's that can be a thing you may encounter you know i would imagine most people who have who've gone hiking or who've gone walking, have heard of people that go to the Grand Canyon and in flip flops and a tank top, try to walk down to the bottom and walk back up with no water. And that's not a good idea, but these things can happen. So having with me, it's, it's there, it's an emergency for me to have that extra water when it's hot, but it's also helped out a number of people that were, that really needed it when they weren't close to water. So That may be something I wish to consider as well. Just throwing that idea out there. All right. It is a heat wave. I am kind of getting warm. I think I'm going to go get some more ice water, change out this water here, get some more cold, and maybe throw some ice cubes in, and uh, enjoy cooling down. I hope wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you are able to stay cool and calm and collected and enjoying and appreciating the nature you see all around you. Thanks so much, friends. We'll catch you on the next episode. All right, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Wisdom of the Wilderness. I appreciate you being here and spending part of your day with me. And I hope that there has been a good experience on your end listening to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, you know, somebody who might enjoy or appreciate uh, be inspired or empowered by it, please feel free to pass it along and drop me a review on the podcast platform of your choice that you are listening to it on. As well, I now have an email address that you can feel free to send me messages, suggestions, thoughts, guest requests, questions, whatever it might be. That address is wisdomofthewilderness at protonmail.com. That's wisdom of the wilderness all one word, at ProtonMail.com. Look forward to seeing some messages and want to say hello to everyone out there from all the different countries and cities and states and counties and provinces. Thank you. It's been really cool to see where people are listening from and think a little bit about all those different experiences people are having in their day-to-day life. All right. Have yourselves a good one, friends. We will talk to you the next time. The Wisdom of the Wilderness.